This is Tuesday, December 29th, and it's time for our morning prayer. This week, our theme of our podcast is about time. I'm going to read Psalm 31, verse 14 to 16. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. In 1872, there was an unsolved equestrian mystery. It was this. Does a galloping horse have all four hooves off the ground at the same time at any point in its stride? You see, their legs move too fast for the human eye to be able to capture such a moment. Leland Stanford, former governor of California, the man Stanford University is named after, made a wager that, yes, indeed, a horse does fly free from the ground during its stride. But how could he prove he was right? In those days, cameras were made of large wooden boxes, and they were not known for fast shutter speeds. Nor could a camera take multiple photographs, one after another at the same time. Over the next five years, one man attempted to solve this problem. How did he do it? He amassed a series of cameras that could be tripped as the horse ran down the track. No one camera could capture the, all the images, but 12 cameras in series actually could. And yes, it is true that a horse that does have all four hooves off the ground when galloping. But it doesn't happen when Stanford thought. It happens not with the legs extended, but at the point when all four legs come together beneath the body of the horse. You see, the question of the horse and the photographs was all about timing, and of the running of the horse, too. This is the way things come together in a fraction of a second. Now, our lives are filled with significant moments of timing. For example, if I had returned a year later from my break from grad school, I may not have met and married my wife. If she had not been in her office when the Miami pastor passed through on a visit to her college, she might not have ended up taking a job in the church in Miami where we met. You get the idea. Now, if you look at your life, even in a cursory way, you will see the timing of strategic events that set your life going one direction rather than another. And this is what David is saying in this song that he wrote, My times are in your hands. If he had not been bringing food to his brothers, for example, he would not have seen Goliath on the field of battle taunting Israel. He wouldn't have volunteered to face him. And he would not have defeated Goliath. But you see, David knows that God is working out his purposes faithfully in time. He knows this. And so he trusts the Lord. He has seen God make it possible for his protection and the defeat of his enemies. Now here's what is interesting about this song of David. It was written by him 
but it also says that it was used at the dedication of the temple. Well, you see, David didn't build the temple. His son Solomon built it after he died. So how could this song have been written for such a moment? Well, I believe David knew it was coming. He knew this because he knew the Lord. He had seen the faithfulness of the Lord, and though David didn't build the temple, he made all the preparations so that the project could be completed. This included the writing of this song. It's all about timing. David trusted the Lord's timing in his life and in our world. Because he trusted God, he could see the unfolding of time after his days would be over. This is what it means to know the Lord and to know we have our lives in Him. Let's pray. Lord God, we know that You are the Lord of time. You position the events of history to fulfill Your purposes. You sent Your Son Jesus in the fullness of time to provide to us redemption. Give us confidence in Your ways and how You work in, in time and in our lives. Thank you for loving us, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.